0: Well, Pastor David asked me to preach tonight, so I said, okay. <laughs> so the Lord laid something on my heart. Very simple, but I believe powerful. And uh, we're going to start with Second Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. And I'm going to talk to you about the great and precious promises of God. The great and precious promises of God. Do you like that song, Standing on the Promises? (laughs) Amen, that's a great song to sing, isn't it? Because we can believe Him for what He's promised. And He's made some wonderful promises in the Old Testament and then even better promises in the New Testament. You don't think it could get any better because they had some amazing things in the Old Testament. You know, they had the healing power of God and then you see the prospering hand of God, but um, the New Testament is based on better promises. Isn't that awesome? And it's because of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So Second Peter chapter 1, we'll start reading with verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Now listen to that, right? Pertain, he has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Um, you know that's just a huge statement isn't it? because hearing some people talk you would think he'd given us everything that uh, pertains unto death and destruction. but that's not what the scripture says, is it? Everything that pertains unto life now godliness is not not wearing makeup and wearing long sleeves and not wearing fingernail polish and jewelry. that's not godliness um in 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 some religious circles it might you know seem like it points to godliness but the definition of godliness is just being like god yeah. amen being godlike and that's what he wants us to be like him and i think when you think about god you think about love right that's the, who he is so when we look at godliness one of the things we could think about is just Loving each other, <laughs> loving him and loving one another, right? And uh, that kind of love that he has, agape, is the unconditional love. So he has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Now, and this is past tense also. He hath given. So we have this. It's in our life right now. If we're in Christ, this is in us. And and I think that's why it's so good to read the Bible. Because if you, maybe you've known the scripture, maybe you've memorized the scripture. But it's good to remind ourselves what we have. Because I think sometimes we can forget, you know, we get so busy with the challenges of life that we really forget our identification and that that's in Christ and who He says we are and what He has given us. So it's past tense, isn't it? He hath given us. That means that it's already ours, everything that pertains unto life and godliness. Now let's read on. Verse four. Whereby are you are given unto us exceeding now underline that exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So here he says that we uh, once again past tense have been given exceeding great and precious promises promises from God Amen. and the neat thing about God that he's not a man that he should lie the bible says <laughs> neither the son of man that he should repent one thing about God that you can always count on is he is truth and there are no lies in him so when he says he has given us these things it's done it's done now sometimes we might not feel like it. Sometimes we don't think we're seeing it. Sometimes, especially if we're going through test or tribulation or trials or, uh, or tragedy or trauma or, or, you know, all the things that you experience in a fallen world, you don't feel like these things are alive and well in your heart and in your life. But you know, they are there. <laughs> Hallelujah. They are there the whole time we have great not just great, but exceeding great and precious promises. Now one person uh, was reading through the Bible time and time again, I think about the 27th time they read through it, they started writing down how many promises and they came to about 7,487 promises. Now that's a lot of promises, isn't it? I don't think we should ignore what God has promised us because He wants to see to it That these promises are manifested in our life. He loves us. And so when he promises something, he wants to see it come to pass in our lives. That's something to shout about, isn't it? Now look at this in First Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one and verse thirty. Are you with me? You haven't gone home yet. Not (laughs) Not gone home yet. Okay. First Corinthians chapter one. And let's look at verse 30. This is just another wonderful thing that our Heavenly Father has done for us through Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So those of us who are in Christ, simply born again, born of God, you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Uh, you are in Christ, you're in Him. And again, has made, is made unto us. So this is something that has been done, the work has been done. Wisdom, now I love that because, you know, wisdom is a tremendous word. The uh, Proverb says, in wisdom, the right arm of wisdom is long life, and the left arm of wisdom is wealth and riches. Well, that's pretty good, isn't it? So wisdom uh, will help you live long on the earth and live well on the earth. And, of course, a host of other things goes along with wisdom, too. So he's made unto us wisdom. He's made us righteous. It's not our own righteousness that we've worked or tried to earn. It was a gift that Jesus gave to us. (laughs) Hallelujah. And now we are the righteousness of God. Now I'm telling you, that changed my life right there. When I found out I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and that He did the work for me, He did that for me and handed it to me, that means I am in right standing with God. Clean before Him. And I can come before Him unashamedly at any time in my life. And he accepts me. There's been an invitation extended. Come boldly to the throne of grace. And I'm telling you, it just makes me so happy because there was a time that I was so full of shame and guilt and thinking I couldn't dare, you know, come before God and even talk to him or or hear his voice, much less ask him for anything. And so he cleared that, he cleared that path with the blood of Jesus, didn't he? He made a way for us to be able to fellowship with the the, the maker uh, and the creator of heavens and earth, <laughs> hallelujah. Now that's exciting, so he made us the righteousness of God. and look at this: sanctification, what He made us sanctified? you mean we don't have to sanctify ourselves, <laughs> you know we don't have to do certain things as be sanctified. Because sometimes you, you hear that in, in church world, right? As Pastor David says, church world. You have to do certain things to sanctify yourself. But Jesus Christ did that for us. Hallelujah. He has made us sanctified. Are you a sanctified saint? Evidently. Evidently we are, right? We have wisdom. We have righteousness. We have sanctification. And thank God. Redemption. Amen. These are promises. These are things that he's done for us. And we can walk in these things. And we can, uh, we can have these things flowing out of our life. It's not, ha- it doesn't have to be a struggle and a strain. No. Because, you know, if you get to where you think, you know, you're sanctified because you don't play cards and you don't go to movies and you don't do, you know, oh, I went to Christian school that it was so... I can't, you can't even imagine the long list of don'ts. Don't, don't, don't. And things that didn't even really make sense to our mind. And uh my brother, he we, we went to school there. Right before we went to school there, he felt called to the ministry. He felt like God had called him and he was in church every Sunday and, and I would walk in his room and he'd be on his knees praying and seeking the Lord. And after we started going to, tr- to school there... He said, I, you know, I don't know about all this. He said, I, I don't even know if there's a God anymore. I, I You know, I, I like to listen to the radio. He wasn't wild or crazy. He just liked Glenn Campbell, you know. <laughs> and so, and they said that was a sin. He was going to hell and all this. And before long, he's not even serving the Lord. So, you know, we can, we can put so much on people at times trying to sanctify them or ourselves. What, I don't even know why we try to do that. We're not the Holy Ghost. Amen? But we can drive them away from God. And I tell you, I was so happy, so happy the day my pastor, that I just started going to a Word of Faith church, and he said, you have been made righteous. He has sanctified you. He has redeemed your life from destruction and all that mess. And you can live free in the Holy Ghost. And I thought, wow. That makes me not ever want to do anything wrong, you know? It's not because somebody put a rule on me or put a, made me sign some kind of agreement. It was, I want to please God, amen? I love Him. And I don't ever want to disappoint Him. And so your heart is serving the Lord, right? Instead of your flesh trying to work it out somehow. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But His promises are wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption so we can walk in those things. You know, um, God's promises, I'll just name just just these few here. As He says, I will be with you. I will be with you. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been times where I needed God. (laughs) I needed to know that. Are you still with me? Because I can tell you He... You you think, you know, and the devil will join right in with that little verse and that little chorus. Uh He's left you now. Everything in your life has blown up, you know? And some of you know what I mean. You've been there. But I'm telling you, I've been there where I thought, I don't even know, you know, which way is up and which way is down. You can be so attacked by the devil and so uh sometimes... People join in with the attack. Mean, mean people. So, you know, uh, I love the promises that I will never leave you nor forsake you. He is there with you. He was there with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right in the middle of that fiery furnace, wasn't he? He was walking there with them. And I'm telling you, he uh, delivered them out of that and he will be with you in the biggest mess you've ever been in and he will deliver you out of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm a, here to testify that when you think you are hanging hanging by a string, uh, God has got you. Amen. He's got you. He's with you. Um, a, another promise, I will protect you. I will be your strength. When you're weak, He is strong in you. I will answer you. I love that. He said, call unto me. And I will answer. You know, some people won't ever answer their phone. Have you called those people before? And you think, come on. Now, usually you can text them and they'll text back. But the younger people especially don't I don't even know why they have a ringer. They don't answer their phone anymore. But God, when you call Him, He answers you. He will answer the phone. You don't ever get an answer machine. You don't ever get all that... Jazz, you will get God. Hallelujah. And He will answer you. I will provide for you. What a promise. Especially in these crazy times we live. If it's not one thing on the news, it's something else going on and, and just, you know, the, the fear is not enough. We won't have enough now and we won't have this and we won't have that and, and, uh, you know, the, the predictions are terrible. But praise the Lord, we can look up to God and say, he is my provider. Yeah. He is always provided for his own. The Bible says in Psalms, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Amen. Amen. Nor his seed begging for bread. Hallelujah. That means we'll always have enough. And uh, I thank God for that promise. He will provide for you. You know, some of the most tragic times in the Bible where there was famine, they were eating their babies, there was horrible, horrible things going on. God showed up and did miracles for them and delivered them. He will provide for you. He will give you peace when you think there is no peace. He will give you peace. And He will always love you, always love you. Hallelujah. Well, you don't know what I've done, Scarlett, or what I've said. It doesn't matter. He will always love you. He loved you when you were a sinner, when you weren't even His. He loved you and sent Jesus for you. So how much more does He love you now that you're His own? Amen? You've been adopted into the family of God. So His promises uh communicate His power and His love to you. His promises communicate His power, what He's able to do in impossible situations, these promises communicate to you what He's able to do and His power and His love to sustain our faith. So what do we do? We need to look into His face. We need to lift up our eyes and gaze into His face and away from the challenges and away from the TV news and the, the iPhone news and all the news of the world <laughs> and look into God's infinite love and his endless supply of grace, his endless supply of grace. I had a situation about two weeks ago and I told David, I said, I just don't know if I'm ready for this. You know, I was facing something and I, and so uh, I had a friend on the phone and you know it's good to have Christian friends, isn't it? That love God and love the word. And she said, "Scarlet, God's got grace for you for that. And, I, you know, it's just so good to get reminded. He had grace for me for that situation. And so after she said that, I started saying that. I've got grace for this. God's got me and I've got his grace for this. And, you know, it just went so smoothly and so wonderfully and so powerfully. Amen? And he did have grace for me. So he has an endless supply of grace for you to take you through whatever you're facing, God's grace is sufficient. It is sufficient. Hallelujah. And then uh, we said this a while ago, but let's look at it. Second Corinthians 1, I like to look at the word, don't you? I think when you put your eyes on it, and I thank God, Jerry Lee is so faithful to do the overhead to, so we can see it. Because, you know, there might be something there that I'm not even saying uh but the the Holy Ghost ministers to you about yeah. and when you look at it it just uh can that can happen. Second Corinthians uh chapter one and look at verse twenty. And I like to turn the pages too even if it takes me a while. <laughs> Amen. All right. Did we read this? No. Second Corinthians two twenty. Two one twenty, sorry, one twenty. I don't know if that's it. So, oh, I have a God. I've got First Corinthians. Sorry, I'm talking and not turning. We'll just read it from here. For all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. So it's a partnership with God. It's working with Him. You know He wants to work with you, and He wants you to work with Him. He likes, He really likes humans, you know. He's not like some of us sometimes that go, I just want to be left alone. God wants us involved, you know. He's put us in His body to be involved. And He came down with Adam. He walked with him in the cool of the day, which that's pretty smart, especially if you live in Florida, right? (laughs) Wait till the cool of the day. come down. But He came down and He walked with Adam and fellowshiped with him. He wants fellowship. He wants to talk to you. And he wants us to talk to him. So in this scripture, for all the promises of God in him are yea. We could say yes, yeah. and in him, amen. Now the word amen means so be it. So be it unto the glory of God by us. So we could say if we, um, if if we are, uh, for instance, if you're suffering from sickness in your body. You you find 1 Peter 2:24 that says by his stripes I am healed. He actually was. It's past tense. I was healed. Um, I was healed by his stripes. Now, what do we say to that? We say yes. Or he actually he says yes. Let's go back. He says yes to that, which means it is his will. For us to walk in divine help and healing, and if sickness tries to devour us in any way or come into our lives, then we don't—we, you know—we don't have to accept it. We can uh, be um, freed from any kind of attacks like on our physical body, and so that promise of healing, according to First Peter two twenty four, and a lot of other scriptures is yes, it is His will for healing to be yours. And then in Him we say, Amen. We say, so be it. So we agree with the yes by saying, so be it in our life. So be it in our life. So be your will in my life, Lord. And even if I'm still feeling pain, even if I'm not, you know, great feeling or there's something going on, I can still say, I agree with God, and He says yes to my healing. He never says no. He says yes to healing. Jesus provided it. And He said, and then I say so be it. So I agree with it. Do you see that? And then with, with provision, Matthew chapter 6 says, I will clothe you, I will feed you, you know, it goes on and on. And it says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. God says yes to provision. What are we going to say? Oh, well, I don't know if God will come through this time. The power bill so high or the gas is going up every day. What are we going to do? We're going to say, well, he says he's going to provide. So I say, so be it in my life. So be it in my life. I agree with what he says. Uh, if he says he will deliver you from all evil, <laughs> he says, yes, I will. I say, so be it. I'm delivered. Hallelujah. If he says he'll save me and my whole household, he says yes to that, then I say so be it. Praise God. I don't know how you're going to do it, Lord, but I say so be it. Hallelujah. Um, and so, uh, Matthew chapter seven says if he, if we being evil or natural know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more? How much more does our Father in Heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? Good things to us. And then, of course, we know that one good thing that He gave us, it's not a thing, it's Him, is the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Praise the Lord. John 14, And I will ask the Father, and He shall give you another comforter, that He may abide with you forever. The Holy Ghost has come. in His fullness and His wonderfulness... And, Filled us to overflowing, uh, in, and, and which we could even speak in other tongues and glorify and magnify the Lord. Amen? And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is your comforter. Amen? He is your comforter. He's a lot of other things too. But I found him as a comforter when my dad was killed by a drunk driver and I was pregnant with my, uh, my first child, my, my dad's first grandchild. And he was so excited about this child. And I was so excited that he was excited because we were very close, my dad and I. And he was on his way home from church and got hit and killed by a drunk driver. Oh, the devastation. And, you know, he was in the best shape. He jogged 15 miles a day. He was a nutrition person and just loved God and soul was soul winner. And he uh, provided a huge resources for the church because, you know, God had blessed him. And here he was gone, just like that, gone. And so that night I found myself just weeping and weeping. And in the middle of the night, God said, I'm your comforter. I'm your comforter. And, you know, I heard that, but I'm telling you, when you're in a situation like that, it becomes very real to you. His his position, his place in your life is to comfort you, and it was like a you know like a regular comforter that you would have on your bed. You just pull it over you, and <laughs> it's just wonderful. Yeah. And that's what I did with the with the the Spirit of God that night. I just began to pray in other tongues. Oh, I didn't feel like it, but when I did, the Holy Ghost showed me His comfort. Yeah and who he was as comforter. And was it all just easy after that? No, it wasn't. But there wasn't that horrible pain of I can't make the I can't do this. I can't face this. That was gone. Yeah, Amen? Amen. And I'm telling you the Holy Ghost is powerful. He's so powerful. So I encourage you to get involved with the Holy Ghost. Get to know the Spirit of God. I get to know him now God is, you know when and this is I'll close with this he's a God of integrity so when he promises something it will be manifest in your life if you'll agree with him he's just looking for you to receive it amen I mean we can reject him we have a free will and the Bible says you know we can reject him in fact uh a lot of people perish for lack of knowledge not knowing or rejecting knowledge and so uh let's let's know the bible let's have knowledge and let's receive and not reject what he has for us because he's a god of integrity and uh, and let's look at this and then we'll close numbers uh 23:19 because i want you to know he's true to his promise well, I just don't know, you know, about this situation, Scarlett. Yes, this situation is covered too. Amen. Every situation he can do, he can work. And I'm telling you, my husband and I have been through some things. And um we have, praise God, and, and things probably either one of us didn't ever think, you know, we could get over it or get past it. Or, and then uh God's. Mighty hand, outstretched arm. Hallelujah. Okay, I'll read it up here. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of Man that he should repent. No, look at this. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Amen? He can make it good, and he will make it good. So, uh you know, put this in your uh, mind, in your heart, write it out, memorize it. Because I think we need to know the integrity of God and the 7,000 plus promises that He's given to us. Amen. Father, we thank You for this time. We thank You, Lord, that we're encouraged in Your Word by Your Spirit. That we're uh, those uh, who trust in You, who, who rely upon You and Your Holy Spirit. And that You do a work in our lives every day. We thank You for it, Father. That You bring those things into our life. Peace and joy and comfort and help and strength. And that we can uh, face tomorrow and be uh, happy and joyful and look forward to the future with You. And knowing that there are good things, Father. Very good things. Because you're a good God and you're a mighty God. Hallelujah. We thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.